Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, Film Geeks, today's class is all about Chevalier, the film about the earliest known Black classical composer. Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. And today we are talking about Chevalier. So just to get some of the basics out of the way, this film was directed by Stephen Williams. He's not new to the game, but he's done a lot of producing for television. He's directed a couple of films, but I think this is his first major project, his first major feature film project. So congratulations to him. Stars Kelvin Harrison Jr., Samara Weaving, Lucy Boynton, Minnie Driver. So, nice little cast. Fun fact, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is actually from the city of New Orleans. He's a New Orleans native. He grew up in the Garden District, which is actually not that far from where I live. Uh, lived on the West Bank for a little bit. So if you're not familiar with New Orleans geography, there are different parts of New Orleans. New Orleans is just an awkward shaped city to begin with, but you have kind of New Orleans proper, sort of, so to speak, which is kind of where I live. So once you drive in from Mississippi on I-10, that's kind of New Orleans proper. But you have a bridge, the Mississippi Bridge, the Mississippi River Bridge, which takes you to another part of New Orleans, which we call the West Bank, that is still a little part of New Orleans. And then most of it, though, is Jefferson Parish. So Harvey, Marrero, uh, West we go, stuff like that. So if you're familiar with the word Harvey, that's where I go to watch the movies because there's no AMC theaters. There's no major movie theater in the city of New Orleans, but that's neither here nor there. Another fun little fact that was interesting that I think might New Orleans people might find interesting is Alex Fitzelin. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He plays... Uh, Chevalier, our Joseph Bologna, who's our main character, he plays his best friend, Louis Philippe, Louis Philippe II, Duke of Orleans, Orleans being Orleans. So he is actually, and it took me forever to get this right because everyone's name is either Louis or Philippe. French naming traditions are so fascinating, but so you have a lot of Maries for women and then Louis Philippe, and then there's another one uh for french boys but damn near everyone is 
Louis or Philippe. So we have Louis Philippe II. His father was Louis Philippe I. His father was Louis, Duke of Orléans. And then his father was Philippe II, Duke of Orléans, which is where the city of New Orleans gets its name. So the House of Orléans, and they are also related to the House of Bourbon, which is where we get Bourbon Street. For those of you who thought it was named after the drink, no, it was. it's named after a French family, the House of Bourbon. That's where that comes from. So thought that was very, very interesting. So what is this about exactly? Who is Joseph Bologna, played by Kelvin Harrison Jr.? He is, as far as we know, the first, the earliest Black classical composer. So the earliest known man of African descent to compose European classical music. We don't know much about him. Now, if you have studied music extensively, I'm sure you are very familiar with his name. I'd heard about a man who was a Black composer. I don't think I ever really knew his name until recently. So it's nice to see his story on the screen. You know, a little unknown fact for the masses, if you will. But who is this man? So Joseph Bologna was born in a small island in the Caribbean, a French colony. He was born to a 16-year-old Senegalese slave woman named Nanon, and his father was the plantation owner. Yep, he was a married man, had an affair with his 16-year-old. She gave birth to Joseph. Now, in spite of, you know, this being the son of a slave and, you know, him being mixed race, dark-skinned, he claimed him as his son and even gave him his name. So I don't know. There, there's something sweet and almost precious about that. That's, you know, there's not much given the circumstances and the times in which they were, I'm sure there wasn't that much that he could do for him to claim him publicly or to bring him out in public and admit to the adulterous affair probably would have been disastrous but even go as far as to say I'm not just going to claim you as my son I'm not just going to give you your name but I'm going to make sure you get a proper education he recognized very early on just the gifts and skills in young Joseph and sent him to Paris took him to Paris to go to a school to make sure he could get a proper education he felt like his gifts were not suited for plantation life and wanted something better for him. I don't know. Given the circumstances, I find it slightly heartwarming. They are what they are. So he goes to school. He learns things. He learns how to fence, write, read. You know, he's skilled in poetry, skilled in writing. uh, And obviously playing the violin, because that's pretty much his end, is he's a musical prodigy. He is gifted in playing an instrument. He learns how to write music, read music, compose and that's what we know him for most now is his composing work. Now, how did he get to be Chevalier? What is Chevalier? I had to look this up as well. Basically a knight. He was knighted by Marie Antoinette, queen at the time, Chevalier de St. George. And that's incredible to me. This, you know, he's a free man of color. He's not a slave, but he's still black. He's still very much, and he's biracial on top of that. So that adds extra stigma. And yet he was sought to be fit by the queen to be knighted. It's progress in in a little mini way. You know, those individual efforts, not so much a collective effort, but something that individuals can do, recognizing the strength and qualities and beauty in someone's humanity and saying you are deserving of a title. I don't know. I find stuff like that very interesting. 
So what is the movie about? With biopics, I think there can be a big urge to give us everything about this individual. That was my problem with the Whitney Houston documentary. It was very, very episodic. There wasn't really a story to kind of wrap it around. It's like, we're just going to give you the life of Whitney Houston. Like, no, like, what is the, what are we wrapping this around? They were just giving us all these little moments, these kind of cutouts of her life and, you know, giving these little clippets of some of the best things. Like one of the greatest moments in Whitney's career is the Star Spangled Banner from the Super Bowl. And yet they botched that scene. Like they gave us just a small little peek of it. People watch that. People from all over the world still watch that performance and cry. It's that beautiful. It's that moving. It's so simple. She doesn't go extra with it. She just gives it what it is. And given the time, because we were in war at that time, it, it, it meant something more. It meant something extra. And for them to not really give us the fullness of that moment really upset my nerves. But then I think about, you know, a documentary. I think about the um, Justin Bieber documentary, Never Say Never. I know. Stay with me. What I loved about that movie, because they give us, you know, snippets of how Justin got to where he was. And I think at that point, he was like, 16 or 17 years of age when that movie came out somewhere around there because he was 15 when he came on the scene that movie was wrapped around the madison square garden performance which would have been the highlight the biggest thing he'd ever done in his career to sell out madison square garden i don't know if that's still a thing or a you know a goal for a lot of musicians now but you hear it all the time from different musicians to sell out madison square garden the legendary madison square garden and that's what the movie is wrapped around. That's the story. That's what everything is kind of leading up to it at leading up to. But in the middle, in between, we're getting, you know, this is how Justin got to where he is. That makes sense. That's what I'm expecting from any kind of biopic is not only are we going to get an idea as to who this person is and how they got there, but what moment in history are you trying to give us that gives us a good idea as to who this person is? Now, the story that's kind of the center of Chevalier is him wanting to take over the Paris opera. So we start off in the movie with him going to battle with Mozart. That's how we are introduced to him. Very cocky and um, full of himself, almost disrespectful. Like, why would you step on stage while this man is playing? There's never really an explanation for that. I think we're supposed to just see this man, you know, outbest Mozart and be impressed. I was kind of annoyed <laughs> with that. Like, okay, he's kind of a cocky douchebag, whatever, but... Okay. And that's when we get into the early life of Joseph Bologna, you know, arriving in Paris with his father, him dropping him off at school. We get, you know, get a sense that he learned how to play the violin at a very early age. Then we fast forward a little bit. He gets knighted. He begins a friendship with Marie Antoinette. They're at the opera together. And then he mentions at a party. Now, this party scene went on way too long. It just kind of dragged and it was very, very annoying. And that's when we learn that he has ambitions to take over the Paris opera. But she says, you know, they're going for this other dude. And he's like, well, he's not even French. Joseph's French, um, born in a French colony, raised in Paris. Like he's French for the most part. And he decides, well, he's going to be his cocky self. And he's going to go head to head with this guy and say, hey, I'll fight you in a sense for the position. Kind of a playoff, if you will. Uh, it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync... 
things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And, you know, offer say, I'll take my violin, you take your violin, and let's play, and let's see. And then Marie Antoinette's like, oh, that's a great idea, competition. You put on an opera, you put on an opera, and may the best man win. And so that's kind of the meat of this story is him putting together this opera. But he is determined, after hearing this woman sing at a party, uh, Marie Josephine, played by Samara Weaving, he wants her to be the lead in this opera, don't come at me. I've actually never seen an opera. It's on my bucket list, so I don't know any terminology. It's been a long time since I've been in any kind of music theory class. I used to play the violin when I was growing up. So he is determined. He's infatuated with her. He thinks she's beautiful, and he wants her to sing in his opera. He wants her to be the lead. But we have Minnie Driver, who plays another woman who's kind of entitled Marie Madeleine who's kind of like the prime diva opera lady. Interestingly enough, she played a very similar character in the movie version of Phantom of the Opera, except she really couldn't sing in that movie. She was a terrible singer, but, you know, Minnie Driver is back singing, and she actually has a very beautiful voice in real life, though, so I'm not sure how much of the singing was really hers, but she is, you know, wanting to sleep with and take him to bed, and he says no, and that's when he sees, you know, Marie Josephine, and he's instantly attracted to her, and then that's when, you know, we get this whole proposition for an opera competition, and he wants her, and he seeks out her, finds out she's married, and, but he's determined, he ends up meeting with her and her husband and her husband's like, absolutely not. She's not going to get on stage where grown men are going to be oogling her. My wife is not a whore, but he is a traveling for work or whatever. And so she's like, well, he's going to be gone for a year. He'll never know. And then we get into, you know, the creation of this opera. My issue with this is that it went by so fast. I don't know anything about what it takes to put on an opera. I don't know anything about the opera. To me, it just looks like they just kind of come together and make magic. 
I think there was a golden opportunity to show us what it looks like uh, to to put something like that together. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that goes into the details like that. This movie was relatively short, an hour and 47 minutes. And uh, I, I think I liked the story that this, the, the center of gravity, this whole him wanting to um, run the opera kind of deal, but there was no meat to it. It, it was just kind of boring and kind of flat. This movie's getting rave reviews, but I'm not sure if I agree. I, I just thought it was the piecing together of the different scenes, the transition. It was just kind of awkward. And his character was a bit unlikable until you get to the end. And there was really no character arc. There was no, you know, he, he starts off as, as this cocky dude. And he goes through some things that kind of take him down a notch. But there is no kind of inter- internal conflict. There's... Everything is happening around him. It happens to him, but nothing is his fault. That's the the sense that I was getting is that he is perfect just the way he is and bad things happen to him. His humanity is kind of sacrificed for a sense of righteousness. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I just thought, one, it was too short. It was kind of meatless. I thought there could have been more meat to it you know this opera that he's putting on is supposed to be like the bigger part of the story that's the whole point right him wanting to take on the opera and then being denied because of the color of his skin even though he put on the better production we never actually see the other production so we never get to kind of compare and contrast um his talent all we have is his talent we don't get to really hear anyone else's so we are supposed to take it face value that he is the best it's pretty much his perspective i guess maybe that is his perspective he really doesn't care what anyone else is doing so why should we but yeah i thought the piecing together of different things was a little awkward i thought kelvin harrison jr gave a great performance but nothing that you know i would call a home run or anything like that i thought he played the character very well i just wasn't i didn't like the character all that much i think joseph bologna uh, chevalier de saint george himself is a very interesting historical figure but the character in this movie i just didn't like him i think this movie gives people a good taste and a good you know inkling to want to learn more but there's no satisfaction here i think a biopic should give us a sense of satisfaction a sense of fullness it's almost like you know you get a full plate and then you want seconds this was more like an appetizer just something to kind of wet the palate you know hold us off until the big thing comes does that make sense i hope i'm making sense Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening to me rant a little bit about another movie. So that wraps it up for my review of Chevalier. uh, Short, sweet, and to the point. I don't know what else there is to really say about it. So to kind of sum it up, what I thought. I thought it was a relatively good movie. A solid maybe uh, 7 out of 10. Beautifully acted. I thought the... um, I thought it was very light on the whole period part of a period piece. I think that was the one thing that really upset me the most about it was 
the thing about period pieces, especially when you're doing European period pieces, the highlight really is the architecture, the clothing, um, just the things that make that era that era, the things that we obsess the most about it. You know, we ignore the ugly about it, but the things that made it beautiful, the lack of attention to that detail bugged me a little bit. But I thought it was awkwardly put together. I thought the acting was great. It just kind of lacked a real strong sense of gravity, a bit of meat. It, it lacked that thing to really give us a good idea as to who this man was not much of a character arc that's pretty much it so what's coming up i the pope's exorcist is the next review that'll also come out today and i know some of y'all are thinking hold up weren't you supposed to review the covenant i was there's a story behind why not and you'll hear about that in the pope's exorcist <laughs> and i'm actually going to be seeing nefarious tonight now normally i ignore when people say, are you going to see this movie? Are you going to see this movie? Are you, gonna see- you should see this movie. You need to review. I would love to hear your takes. I usually ignore that because I see what I see when I can with what I can. Does that make sense? But I've never had people bug me on multiple platforms to see this movie. So I said, okay, um, okay, we're going to go for it. So we're going to see that tonight at like 9.50, which means I'm going to be drinking a Celsius, which means I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. That's fine, though. I feel like it's worth it. The last time I saw a movie this late might have been whenever The Dark Knight Rises came out. So what was that, 2012? I went to a midnight premiere. Oh, I miss going to midnight premieres. Y'all remember that? Uh, When I worked in a movie theater, I did it all the time because it was easy. But most of the time, I wouldn't see the movie until after the movie started. So just complete tangent. Um, So I worked Harry Potter 6 and 7 part 1. If I remember correctly, yep, six and seven part one. And then for both movies, because we had a midnight premiere for six. And then we found out that day when we came in for work that evening that they were also going to do like a 2 p.m. screening or a 3 p.m. screen. That's not, not a 2 p.m., a 2 a.m. or a 3 a.m. screening. So they ended up doing a like 2 a.m. ish screening. And once everyone got into the theater there, the managers kind of just held the fort. And we actually got to go into a separate theater at like 3 a.m. and watch this movie I was working I worked for seven hours when I got to work the sun was up when I left the sun was up Um, but I was also like 22 years old 23 give or take and um, that was my life I loved it so much being that young and that stupid and that reckless and then I also worked um, Harry Potter 7 part 1 and same thing, we found out when we got there, we were going to do a 2 a.m. screening. And then once that screening started and everyone got in, they actually played the movie for us separately, the, the, um, the crew in a separate movie theater. So same thing. Good deal. Good times. And then I left the movie theater sometime late 2010 and moved back to Charlotte and then went to random midnight screenings for other things. I think I did Breaking Dawn part one. I did a mid, uh, no, not part one, part two. I know I did Breaking Dawn Part 2 Midnight Screening. Hunger Games was a midnight screening. And The Dark Knight Rises was a midnight screening. So fun things. I I miss those. I miss midnight screenings. Kind of the anticipation of it. Being with the crowd that's all there for the same thing makes it a great experience. I wish we did those things. But nope. Now they have Thursday night screenings. That's now the norm. So... Nefarious is happening and then I'll see the covenant sometime next week and then are you there god it's me Margaret I'm excited I actually just got the book from the library I'm gonna reread it because I found doing the beautiful disaster that actually reading the book beforehand because before I just wanted to kind of go in kind of blind and give you just a straight honest review but I'm finding that having read the book is helpful for a lot of y'all 
Because a lot of you go into this wanting to watch the movie because you read the book first. So your questions are going to be, how does this relate to the book? And if I haven't read the book, I can't answer that for you. So we're going to re- reread the book because I read it once years ago. So we're going to reread the thing and then watch the movie next Thursday. And I'm super, super excited. But that is it. Love y'all so much. And I'll see you in the next review. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.